This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. I am here with the voice of the Rabbi Peretz podcast, my wife Miriam. Hi, Yam. Hi. I love that my podcast starts off with your introduction because really everything that happens here starts off with your introduction. So, I'm blushing. So I feel like I'm restarting the podcast today. And because I'm restarting it, I wanted to restart it with you, the voice, the intro to it. So saying thank you for uh, making the time for us today. Honored. <laughs> I wanted to talk about what we've been doing to get through this time. We're both extroverts. And we both love doing our work, and so much of it can't be done, and it's just a different time. And the way to get through this and to navigate the outside world's information, the inside inner transformation and turmoil that is happening within each of us. So we've been doing different things and trying different ways to get there. And I think a lot of it is what I want to talk about in the upcoming podcasts, because my podcast is about creating relevance with Jewish themes and practices, because it's very easy to not see the relevance of something that is, quote, ancient or old. It's easier to see things that are coming out now and uh, best research for the right now and for what's happening in the moment. But in reality, your roots or where you're from have so much to do with getting through stormy times and turbulent times. And the way to get through turbulent times is to listen and tap into your roots. It's not insignificant to me that a large part of the conversation today that should be exclusively, let's say, about dealing with a pandemic is not. It's also talking about people's roots and the source of where they're from because it comes together to navigate turbulent times. You need to get to your roots, just like a tree that the only way for it to navigate the storm is if it has strong roots. Its fruit, its branches can come and go, but without strong roots, it can't withstand that. So the time we're in is about really exploring that, and I want to get back to that very deeply. And uh, that's going to be the future podcast about, like, how do you understand a person's desires and, and pleasures during a time of restriction and, uh, and staying more at home and seeing less people and getting out more? We're used to so much of our stimulant coming from external realities and so how to shift inward and really nourish roots souls so we can have a great road and routes to go on in the world and since the road we need to go on is certainly modern and relevant and progressive even in order to be able to get there we need to bridge those two and that's i think what the goal here of this podcast is and what we're going to do moving forward so par like how has that been from day one? Like, we're not going to go through every day of this pandemic with you guys, <laughs> but um, we're just going to backtrack a little bit of like how we've created a flow and where, where that flow comes from. And uh, Para, tell us about it. Well, it's true. Going through each detail is difficult, especially because we had such highs and such lows during this time. I mean, the last podcast I did was one on grieving and loss. And it was an honor to speak to Rabbi Jacobson and have him on my podcast and talk about those things. But in reality, uh, so much the day after we published the podcast, we went into a holiday where we had nobody 
with us for the holiday, just us, our family, which was great, the holiday of Shavuot. But then that went right into civil unrest and having to sort of secure our family in different ways. And we went out of town for a couple of weeks. It was a little crazy here in Venice. So we've been through such turmoil and tumult, you know, that that uh, that as as to go through each each item is 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 not what I really want to talk about. I really want to talk about like how I got myself out of this and how you got yourself out of this funk going through what we went through. And I think they're relevant because these are the things we do and we share with people and we've been sharing a lot one-on-one, but it's time to bring it out. So you asked like how I've been doing it. Well, I've been really redesigning my space to go with a one day at a time approach in the best way possible. And what that means is like, I started calling like a lot of people I like that, that always have good practices because I knew either they'll share with me a good practice or I'll remind them how they're so great at their own practices so that they could be inspired by it. So I started building up connections with, you know, let's say a top heavy of people who have good things to say. And I think everybody could do that in their life. Think of like who in their life actually always has something nice to say. Call that person. Get get your your bearings of talking to people. And a few people come to mind. I called my good friend Jordan Kravitz. He's a great health coach to get me back on my health food. I called I called my good friend uh, Mordechai Wiener, who has such great health advice. And he said he was like, Parrots, I know you gained a bunch of weight in the beginning of quarantine, but like that came on quick. That'll lose quick as long as you just get it together again. And I was like, oh, you know, I needed that. You know, I just needed the reminder that it wasn't like years of of not taking care of myself. It was just a few months after generally living a healthy lifestyle. And I spoke to my friend Lauren Taus about, you know, like doing different. She always like, what exercise are you up to? And and what are you thinking about positivity? Always reminding me to like use the teachings that I'm teaching to let it internalize. So there was so much to glean from other people during a time that I really needed it as well. And I'm very grateful for that. And the day-to-day approach has been nothing short of like magic by just starting my day right and getting a few up a little early and getting my exercise in and setting the tone for 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 my my prayer in the morning and for my meditation in the morning and for then seeing my kids full of energy and breakfast and life and and then it's like 8 a.m. and it's ready to take on the day was was without question um, these things have been getting better and better and allowing me to not be squashed and pressured by the external noise and difficulty out there because if I'm going to be able to contribute to the world out there it's got to come from the best place it could come from and most importantly of all that I've had the most incredibly supportive partner who has been there with me while I'm going through loss and while I'm going through my triumphs but at the same time you had a baby you did this incredible journey while having a child so now you tell me what what was that like and what's it been like and and how's it been going for you well anytime I panicked which was um, sometimes hourly (laughs) (laughs) daily parrots would remind me tomorrow's gonna be a new day today is today and yesterday went pretty well, right? So that's kind of been the line that's that's really uh, gotten me through this. And what do you mean gotten me through this? I'm still there, and you know, there's there's a lot ahead of us that is still unknown, and and that's been the biggest triumph for me within bringing new life to the world is. We always have these expectations of the future, like, oh, I'm going to give birth. And this is like, 
what's it going to be a boy or a girl and and how are they going to be at at this stage and that stage and everything just kind of when when it's when the future is unknown everything just explodes and so i've become very comfortable with the unknown wow. and that's been my that's been just the telling factor of my comfort of you know god runs the world is it just is it like am i is it like with the baby especially with our with our with our beautiful nina is it all about like just appreciating her being happy and healthy and and that versus like expectations and how does that like roll over with this new baby and the family like what's 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 been going on as far as like during this time and during these ups and downs and having this little infant with you so nina she's wonderful and she now smiles all the time which wasn't the reality at the beginning she was a bit fussy and in those moments like seeing the her siblings so excited about new life and just like they light up around her that was a reminder to me that the innocence of children can bring a certain joy to to the daily life that like oh we're not we don't have any expectations from Nina we just like the fact that she's there and she's cute and we get to you know coo to her and and there was just this playfulness that happened immediately when she came into our life and came into our family and and of course the the daily gratitude of health that that like I always like in my gratitude list I trickle down to um I trickle down to the finer details but it always starts off with First, I'm grateful for parrots because <laughs> he really has held me through everything. Um, but then second is health. And um, that's a big fear as a mother, just with teaching my kids about germs and the baby and protecting the baby from it and all, all this different stuff and all the all the different data that comes out every day about whether kids are protected from this, how they would be affected, how like we, you know, we can go on and on, but but really the, the, the hourly gratitude about good health is, is something that has carried me. Um, but mostly the foundation of it all has really been to just accept the unknown. And, um, of course, Frida has been singing on the top of her lungs into the unknown (laughs) from frozen. (laughs) So (laughs) it's become a bit of a mantra in our home into the unknown. Um, and, and we're riding with it. We're really riding with it. Yeah. You know, the, the children as a whole have brought in a lot of sound and music and joy into the background and, uh, it's allowed us to not get as much work done with a little more joy. Usually, you know, I always joke that whenever we get a day off, once a year we get a day off, we always start a new program. <laughs> whenever whenever we just sit together, we just come up, our creativity starts exploding and we just want to do something new. And we were not able to do a lot of newness or a lot of programs at all. Uh, a couple Zooms here or there, some learning, a lot of one-on-one time, but you know, the, the center of our life has always been our Shabbat table. 
And the reason our Shabbat table has been the center of our life is because it's, it, it represents all of our values. It represents the home as the nucleus for divinity and spirituality and, and confidence and, and nurture. So it, it just by there then you know, explains what it means to have family values as a Jew, what it means to be a Jew. It all starts from the home. So being stuck at home doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could be a great thing. But for us, the greatest part about our home was how we set it up as a place where we could share these experiences with all these young people in our community and whether it's young families or young people single. And it's always been people getting to feel, oh, this is what a home should feel like. And we hope we could share that so that they can bring it to their home, etc. And we have not been able to do that. But a couple of weeks ago, we basically, you and I have said, had enough. Uh, we had enough people in the community asking, and we decided to do something about it. And we decided to do uh, sh uh, uh, try to figure out a way to share our home experience with people in their homes. And, extend and our table. Extend our table. And uh, you've done such an incredible job with this Shabbat box. So I just uh, love for you to talk about like how you got to there and, and how it happened and, and how that's been working. So I've been missing just being at the Shabbat table, hearing about people's week, you know, experiencing a gift that us Jews have had. Like my favorite line is like, more than the Jews kept Shabbat, Shabbat has kept the Jews. And like, I, I think of that line often and think of, especially during this time where every day we didn't know what day of the week it was and just things seemed, seemed endless, like each day or each week. And then Shabbat comes and we're like, yeah, this is what gives us perspective. This is what gives us a time to step out and like nourish our body so that our soul can shine with delicious food, really spend time like tech has taken over our home especially with zoom school yeah we've, a few lost, months we've ago. lost that we've war. lost all control um and then shabbat came and i'm like yay no tech for 25 hours and so that's been like amazing and very very healing um and i i there was a void and the void is is as our friend Becca said, like, we just miss your food, Miriam. So I'm like, okay, how do we do this? And she actually stepped up and helped me put a whole kind of um, efficient way of creating this Shabbat box. So I'm very grateful to those practical elements because I've, I've never done to go. Like, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, so the basic idea was to create a Shabbat box have in it like all of your goodies, whether it's brisket or a main dish, essentially. But the star of it is, of course, your challah. And uh, have a full little way grape juice, challah, some food, candles, like a little box with everything you need for a Friday night dinner. And then we either it's picked up or delivered, depending on if we can. And then it comes to uh, your home. And then about 6.30, an hour and a half or so before Shabbat, we were doing a Shabbat Zoom where you could like set up your table and get up on Zoom and we would do some, like I wouldn't call it a service. People are always like it's a service, but for me it's more about, an, it's more of like an intention. It's about getting into the Shabbat zone. Like how do I bring Shabbat into my week? How do I center myself to have this nourishing experience about gratitude and oneness and interconnectedness? What we do as Jewish people every Friday night. 
And uh, surprisingly, it's been wonderful, actually, to extend our table that way and knowing that people have our food and that I get to get on Zoom and share, you know, some songs and some ideas and some encouragement and receive so much as well. So it's been a, it's been a very beautiful experience, this Shabbat Box and Zoom. And I think when we did it week one, I'm pretty sure we were just like, yeah, we'll just do it one week and see what happens. And before we even got the boxes out, we had this feeling like this was going to continue for a while. And so now we're on week three, and of course in Judaism, three times is, you know, it's instated. It represents a pattern. Yes. Squatter's rights. So it's happening. Um, And the other beautiful thing that's emerged from it is that we have community all around the world, and people have reached out and been like, okay, I know you can't ship this to us, even though we wish you could, Um, but they they have sent, um, reserved a box for someone locally who is having a tough time during these past few months and can use a pick-me-up also can't necessarily afford it for themselves so we've um so that's been beautiful just to see because like the greatest level of giving is to nourish others um physically because right like we wake up one consistent thing during all of this that is not unknown is that we wake up and every day we have to eat again. <laughs> and so that culminates with a Shabbat dinner where we know, you know, it's it's Friday night and it's dinner time. And and how do we then elevate the whole experience we've had that week is we nourish ourselves, not just physically, but also spiritually. Well, thank you, Miriam, so much for nourishing myself, our, our family, our community. You give so much and you nurture so much. And the physical consumption that people have from you, you could feel that spirituality so much. So thank you for coming on and sharing with us all this today. Pleasure. And I'll continue doing it. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We hope to to be in touch. You're welcome to reach out, word at rabbiparrots.com or get uh, through on Instagram at rabbiparrots. And just keep up with all the updates coming and all the learning coming. Send in your suggestions or things you want to talk about. We're excited to uh, take this hope-filled, optimistic, positive view moving forward. So we appreciate you tuning in. Enjoy Avram, link on the bottom, with this song, Baruch Hashem.